NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by Columbia Sportswear. It's snowing again, and that wind chill is killer. But you're not worried about that because you shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection. It's warmth perfected with tiny gold dots that reflect your body heat inside and protect you from the cold outside. No snow or chilly temps can stop you now. Go out anyway. Shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection now at Columbia.com slash infinity. The grade cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing crickets at the grade level. Boys! Get a few today, did you? To be honest with you, I um, hate grade cricket. <laughs> uh, I went into to play for a team called... Um, the Obviously, sharing's always a big issue, a big issue for, for young kids coming into a senior cricket team. Taking like a with lead. Um, a bit of advice. Yeah. I refer to the great cricketer here and I'll say, this will do a little bit early. <laughs> All right, let's just cut straight to it. He's in. Stokes is in. Steve Smith is on the show as well. And he'll say things like, you know what, we just want to play against the best players. No, no, you don't. No one wants the opposition's best player to play. No one wants that. You want the worst possible opposition and to score runs against them at all times. This episode is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler. Use the code CHAMP for free custom design. BudgieSmuggler.com. Um, yeah, the World Cup's on, on all that uh, and all that jazz. Uh, but let's get into it, Pez. Um, ben Stokes is in. This is this is one of the first times ever that we've been able to do a show where news has broken before we just go to air. Um, so there's that. Now, Bill F. wrote in on Patreon. It was quick on to this one. He said, Hey, fellas, Stokes being added to the Asher squad has me thinking in the 2019 Ashes, would you rather have been an English or Australian fan? I'm Australian. But I think the Headingley victory would have brought more joy to English fans than retaining the Ashes did to Australian fans. Thoughts? Hi, here goes. Good morning. G'day, mate. Everything. Love to say that it was by design that we recording in time for the Stokes news. Yeah. But it wasn't. That's what you want to say. But it wasn't. Bill F., uh, it's an interesting question because, as we know, Australia held the urn aloft away from home, which is rare. Yeah. So my initial reaction for this yep. was to was for the second demon head to pop out of my neck. Mm-hmm. Hurling abuse at the premise, thinking only an England person uh-huh. or a virgin could ask this question. <laughs> Which is it, Bill? But I'm not my thoughts, uh, and I can reach a higher plane That's deep. than that. Um, but I'm just recording that for posterity. I'm reaching out to a higher ground, Desiree. <laughs> recording that for, prospe- but for, for, for posterity, not prosperity. Um, mm. I think the English, he goes, are like more inclined to enjoy each test in and of itself. As an event? Outside of the context of the series. And Mm. I've been thinking about this a little bit. It's either because they are more culturally enlightened or because they lose a lot of series. (laughs) If they actually get to complete some series, because some of them just stop midway through. You have to do that the following year. Yeah, yeah. We're winning. Stop series. Um, (laughs) This might be the Australian in me, he goes, but like... Might be. I think that question 
or that phenomenon um, of English people just enjoying cricket more, uh, mm-hmm. says everything about the relative standards of both nations. Like if England consider themselves happier than Australia yeah. with the last Ashes series, yeah, in which they drew the series at home and failed to yeah. regain the urn, yeah. Um, like I'm sorry to continually talk about effigies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if that very scenario happened here in reverse, there'd yep. be bushfires because of the effigies. That's right. There would be. There would be. But there's a deeper truth to it. English people know how to enjoy cricket better than Aussies. Um, over here, yeah. certain bars mm. were set 20 years ago. Yeah. Standards. Yeah. And we will never clear them again. So, go on. S- Steve Waugh's mantra was literally ne- it was never satisfied. Yeah. He was it, never it, satiated. We, we, we weren't happy then. Mm despite winning everything all and sundry, mm. and we'll never be happy now. So we chase and chase, yep. seeking the win, seeking win after win, mm-hmm. but we feel nothing. We look for happiness in the wrong places. Yep. Happiness isn't Smith making 900 runs at 110. Happiness is bowling doblers at age 56 under the shade of an oak tree <laughs> of a ground nestled in the West Country. Nah. <laughs> Sounds fucking lame to me. Sounds like some limp-wristed shit to me. <laughs> yeah. Happiness is smooth. Johnson moustaches, exactly. facial hair, round the wicket Tats. bounces. Yeah, Jesus Christ. So the equivalent would be if the twenty, like, um, well, England won in twenty eleven, right out yeah. here. So like, what's yeah. the, equi- the equivalent? Okay, the, the equivalent would be like this series coming up. It's a, it finishes two two, but like in Adelaide. Like fucking um, yeah, an amazing win. Cameron Green scores 140, batting with um, Hazelwood at the end there. Yeah, and they win the game, and it's just like it's one of the greatest victories yeah. of all time. Yeah. But and we draw we, the series. I think we'd forget we'd forget that Adelaide that fictional Adelaide Test match so quickly. It went 100, 100. We forget it so quickly. Yeah, I, I've always been, and this is going to be controversial because mm-hmm. not everyone in Australia feels. Like this. Mm. I've always felt that way about Peter Siddle's hat trick. So that that's, was in 2010. That's, yeah. Is that the example? Possibly. Because they drew that game. Okay. And he brought them back into it. That yeah. Was like it was only Thursday. You've got, to, you've got to factor that in. <laughs> we got absolutely <laughs> fucked by England yeah, in that series. Yeah, we got fucked. And there's still a sect of people, and it's able to be enjoyed. And Peter Siddle, yeah. one of the most ripping blokes of all time, and he has yes. taken a hat trick. But yes. Given they've not gone on to win anything yeah. from it, yeah. I do think it detracts. Mm. And then people will say, yeah, what about the 100 and the losing side stuff? That's a different phenomenon was altogether. That, was that in the was, – but that was in the – that was at the Gabba, so it was first game of the – was yes, that the first day of it the – It was the first day of the series. Day of the series. The and then and so, so much happened after that yeah. that, like, we sort of yeah. had all this other trauma, like, built up over – Whereas if it was the, whatever this, like if that was a Perth test match, mm. I, I think that was the second, no, maybe that was the mm. third test match in that series. As the, as the order should be, always be that way. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, I find the question strange, to be honest, that, that idea. Is it, did, did they enjoy the last series more than us? How, but, but Australia got the urn. Yeah. But maybe there's a deeper truth. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, what sport? Mm. Okay, uh, anyway, Ben Stokes is playing. Uh, in his article for the Mirror, he said that he, uh, he had some dark place having difficult thoughts. Uh, if I can read a quote from his article, he said, I know I can focus again on playing my best cricket down under this winter. I probably didn't realise just how much of an issue the finger was causing me until I got it sorted the second time round. I was always one of those people who wouldn't talk about how they're feeling and just keep it internal and crack on. I now realise talking is such a powerful thing and it's completely changed me. First of all, that's like, it's, it's fucking, it's, it's awesome that he's coming and it's awesome that he is well again and well enough to play mentally and physically. That's like, that's a, an obvious but important thing to say at the top. He also tweeted that, um, I think he's tweeted, it was a very simple 
people is like, I'm ready for Australia. First of all, fucking no one's ready for Australia, okay? There's snakes, there's spiders, it's hot, there's bushfires, it's windy sometimes. No, no, is anyone ready? Anyone? I'm not ready for it. I'm 35. I'm not ready for Australia yet. Fucking, I get burnt when it's 23 degrees. There's plenty of expats in England who are ready for Australia, but they're not let home. <laughs> Man, it must be nice. I think it's, of uh, course, what you say is right up the top. It's great that Stokes is feeling good. Yeah, it's good. It's great that he's out here. He'd add some fire to the series. It's good we had to see him as well. Because there was that risk that we were yeah. going to miss like, we'll get, one of the best players exactly. in a generation. It's going to come in hot. So with all that yeah. said. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's get that out of the way. I mean, <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago, we have Graham Swan on the show. Well-received interview. I remember l- that. Largely. Mm-hmm. And he was adamant he's not coming. Yeah, he was talking about his finger, wasn't he? Yeah, he can't wrap his finger around yeah. the bat. Yeah. You know? Ali Martin on the show. Mm-hmm. Week after that, nah, look at the, the information. He's not coming. Mm. And you've got to remember, it was UK journos a few weeks ago, he goes, even like off air to us, multiples mm. of them saying, it's not, look, it's not looking good with Stokes, I can tell you that. Well, a couple of months ago, it's, not, it's really not yeah, looking good. It's a, ago, yeah. it's a real shame. And everyone, it, was, it was one of those like sort of scoopy things. Like, mm-hmm. ah, look, I can just let you know, like it's mm. not really looking good with Stokes. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they knew that this was happening all along, but oh, part of the game. This you're, is, a, this you're is no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But okay. I thought it, I thought Swan was very kind of vociferous about it. Like yeah. he, he he hosed that bad boy down straight away. Yeah. Nah, he can't wrap his finger around the bad. He hadn't boy. spoken to anyone in about three weeks. That's I think true. So he had some things he wanted to get off his chest. That's true. <laughs> um, and then yep. And then I'm waking this morning. Yeah. To, to headlines like. Australia fear Stokes and now uh, England have a chance in the ashes. Fucking cool, you And chance. then there's another one. And this is actually, this is from Tanya Aldred and she's a very good journalist in The Guardian. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to read the where the hyperbole is at at the moment. Mm-hmm. The addition of Ben Stokes to England's Ashes squad will lift Joe Root's men and cause even the most confident of Australians to endure a few sleepless nights. <laughs> Literally without sleep. The man is a walking top mm-hmm. trump outclassing opponents in every category and beefing up England's hand Mm -hmm. at the same time. He adds magic in the field with those bucket hands and fearless leaps, backbone to Root's captaincy, a third wheel to the bowling, either in an enforcer role or as a golden arm, and pizzazz to the batting. In the same way that for years afterwards, England teams used to dine out on Headingley 81, so they can now whisper Headingley 19 in the vicinity of a baggy green. Five nil, fuck off. <laughs> Michael Vaughan, he goes. Crucially, he's also a player that Australia fear. Yeah. The scars that he inflicted on them at Headingley two years ago will not have fully healed. And the sight of him walking out at Brisbane or wherever he manages to play his first <laughs> test will send a few shivers up local spines. Uh-huh. Yeah. Average is 35 in test cricket. Yeah. I can calm down. If you watch Old Trafford. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's go through the team. The only thing the uh, Aussies feared about Headingley was Langer making them fucking watch it again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we saw that. <laughs> and the sprinkler head on the deck, they got a <laughs> Headingley. <laughs> weirdest place to put a sprinkler head. Uh, going to be great to see him, but fucking settle down. Jesus. Hamid, Burns, Milan, Root, Pope, Stokes, Butler, Robertson, Leach, Broad, Anderson. 5-0, fuck off. Hell of a player. <laughs> it's a terrible team. Best all-rounder in the world. Uh, one of the best players in the world. What a player. Jesus Christ. Now, the other one he goes, yeah. and I appreciate this. I haven't Joe, slept, mate. Joe, found out. They'd lined up the tweets. It was a coordinated announcement through mm. the ECB because everyone else had their um, had their tweets ready to go. Mm-hmm. Even had journos getting on to me going, mm. they're about to announce this. So they're, mm. everyone's, they're fucking giddy I over what, them. I want to see what Iceland cricket's got to say about this. 
And and Joe Root tweeted, and I'm sure it's earned. He says, one of the greats is a cricketer and an even better bloke. Welcome back, my friend. And I just wanted to ask. It's kind of thing that, you say when someone walks into the bar. Yeah, he's one of the greats and my best friend. <laughs> why does why do great players always have to be even better blokes? Because like in yeah. my experience in grade cricket, it's not that way at all. Other way around. They're inversely proportionate. Yeah. Fucking hell. You know? Shocking bloke. Fucking, what a stick. It's a great he's a great player <laughs> yeah. and a fucking horrendous yeah. bloke. Kevin Peterson. Yeah. Ooh, okay. He played great cricket. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway. I think it's it is brilliant that he's coming out and it's, it's good. good that they've got a it's good, good player. And we respect Stokes out here. In terms of um in terms of yeah, I just like being part of the meme to be fair. And it don't just like I just keep saying five nil now, it's just got to a point where it's just hyperbole and like only bad things can happen by me saying this. Five Absolutely. nil. Absolutely. Um but like in terms of what he does for the team when he he'll bat at six and the bowling fielding okay yeah Jack Leach gets good. a game now Jack Leach gets a game because they got an extra quick now yeah I mean I don't think they would have I think I think they would probably would play Wokeson instead maybe I don't know but like he you said this in the past like he he does knit the team together he makes every every single one of the players of the other ten players are better now because he's in the team because the, the team makes more sense it's still. So hard to win a series away from home. England have won no games in ten years here. Um, I'm I'm sleeping okay. Yeah, but I it's mean, great to I see mean, him. He was coming off the World Cup over there at home, and Australia bossed them for most of the series, apart yeah. from getting drunk in the last game. Yeah, like and win the toss having a bowl. Uh, I think Australia is going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah, but it's going to be great to see him um, now. Uh, we have uh, set up the English viewpoint here as well. We spoke to Vatushan Hantharaja. Mm. Uh, well, we haven't yet, but uh, we're hoping to do that later today. Um, and uh, here he is right now, getting the uh, perspective of Ben Stokes coming in to the England Ashes setup. Okay, he's a sport feature writer for the Independent Sport and the Independent. He's on the Football Ramble, and he's here to talk about existential problems at Manchester United. No, it- <laughs> He's here, he's here for the Stokes stuff and the Ashes. It's Vatush and Hantharaja. Vish, welcome back, brother. Thank you for, for having me. I was going to say after so long, but that sounds like I'm putting you both on the spot. Like, you know, why don't you call anymore? But, um, yeah. I know you've been dealing with your stuff over there. So, um, yeah. no, it's good to see you, brother. Thanks, man. Uh, okay, Vish, you're part of Cricket's media establishment elite in England. Tell us how much advance notice you had of this Stokes announcement and uh, which did you feel more viscerally excited about, the Stokes announcement or the Ronaldo announcement? Um, I mean, hopefully it doesn't end up like the former. Um, <laughs> that's going well. Um, um, I suppose in, um, in like very real terms, like half an hour, I think generally like, um, you know, there was an embargoed release uh, at 8.30 for 9 for nine a.m. saying that it, that it was happening. But as soon as he had that, um, he had this second operation that got rid of some scar tissue, which meant he was able to close his hand and, and grip a bat. Um, I, I don't know. I've, I might look into my hand to see if I've got scar tissue because it <laughs> seems like it's, you know, it's turned... Um, you know, he's turned a page in terms of his recovery and it's gone mm. so quickly that there was talk, like idle talk at the time that he would parachute in. And it's always parachuting in, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't just come, you've yeah. got to parachute. Yeah. <laughs> they love war over here, it's crazy. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there, <laughs> there was talk that he would potentially be, you know, in line for the... Um, between Adelaide and Melbourne coming over and, and playing a part in those um, final three tests. Mm. 
Um, I personally kind of thought maybe like that was the best case scenario. I didn't really think this was on the cards because I thought about you know match practice and things like that. But evidently, he's had these chats and he's had these sessions up in Durham, a chat rather with Silverwood and Joe Rue. And yeah, he's kind of I don't know. It seems like he's in a very very good place. I mean, he's te- he was teasing like mad over the internet. Mm. Oh yeah, mm. no, it's a wonderful stuff. thing to see. Mm. <laughs> Just mm. edging us. Vicious. I was going to ask you. Um, I was going to, but I won't. Any, I won't anymore. Um, Joe Root, when he got the, he would have been speaking to Ben Stokes beforehand. But when he gets that message that, like, yeah, I'm going to play. Like, what's is Joe Root just thinking? Like, sweet relief. Like, okay, I've, I've got. Like, everyone else makes sense now in the team. Everyone's a little bit better. I've got an all round. I've got another batter with me. Like, is it, is it sweet relief or it's like? Fucking the boys are on here. We can win these ashes all of a sudden. Which 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 one of those binary mm. options is it? What did Joe think? <laughs> um, look, I, I think he goes. Your tweet yesterday summed it up, really, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, Stokes is playing five nil. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the uh, you know I, I I don't think it's um, I wrote something for this morning. I think it's coming out now. Um, that you know. At best, it's probably the difference between five nil and four one, but probably four nil. You know, I don't, mm. I don't know that anyone in that England team is thinking. Actually, well, to be fair, you talk to them and they say they obviously they're thinking about winning because while they come over, yeah. but I don't think it's, um, you know, from the outside at least, I don't think any of us think that it's going to be this. You know, he's he's this great difference maker in that regard, but. I think having him is better than not having him. And also he's got quite, he's got this infectious way about him that he makes particularly this group of England players believe. Mm. I think the way he captained that third string ODI mm. side against Pakistan was, was quite a note to that. I think, you know, you'll, you'll see it with some of your players out, out there. They come in and, you know, so Stokes is 30 years old. There are people who come in at 23, 24, and Stokes is a hero of theirs because mm. they've been watching him since they were, you know, 14, 15. Mm. And that's, uh, you, you really get that sense throughout English cricket, actually, not just people who are in touch with the international game. Mm. Um, in terms of, you know, Joe Root's part in this, Joe Root's been one of the few players, in fact, one of the only players, I think, who has been in touch with Stokes this whole time. I know that a few other players have messaged him and hadn't got back to him because he was properly trying to break away. The right. difference being that Stokes and Root are actually mates. Mm. You know, this is I mean, it's an interesting uh, topic for you guys because I think, you know, certainly from the media point of view, you always put off across this sense that, like, you know, they're all just, like, good boys, celebrate wins together, you know, they always chat. But when push comes to shove, no, no, it's just one person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just one yeah. person I want to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Visha, your mate Michael Vaughan was writing in the Telegraph um, about this speculating... <laughs> Watching on YouTube, his head's in his hands. <laughs> Sorry, uh, speculating about re- speculating about reasons for Stokes's return, and he, and he wrote, uh, "I wonder whether his mind may have been made up by the comments Tim Payne made when there was still doubt over Root in England travelling to Australia at all. I know some of the England boys were not best pleased with those remarks, and it might just be that Payne prodded Ben over the line. Oh, he may live to regret it. Vish, is Vaughan right? Do you think Payne's <laughs> comments on his Tasmanian SEN show called Jack and Payne was the deciding factor in Stokes's decision to play in the Ashes? <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Um, <laughs> what is it called? Jack and Payne. Yeah, yeah, Jack, yeah. yeah Jack, Jack, Ray Walt goes, Jack and, and the, Payne. The Aussie yeah. rules play goes first and yeah. then the test captain goes second yeah. in the <laughs> SEN show. Right, right, okay. Is this, this is combining your two great loves, you know, AFL and <laughs> AFL over mm. cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the question you're asking here is, do I think that Ben Stokes, who was tired of bubbles and has been... Mm massively you know hammered down by the pandemic thought you know what because of what tim Payne said on his radio show i'm going to go to australia one of the strictest <laughs> places for for yeah. covid regulations what's vaughn and, that's um, what vaughn suggested yeah yeah right um I, I, I mean i don't think it was that uh, i'd like <laughs> to think it was I, I mean this is the season isn't it we've got to be i know there's a t20 world cup going on no one really cares mm. we, this is this is Ash's time. This is Ash's yeah. real estate here, isn't it? Mm, mm, we we should we should be really like ramping it up now. Mm. You know, anytime you see Nathan Lyon, you know everyone goes a bit nuts. Um, <laughs> Payne as well, obviously. Who is the, Jimmy's the, Jimmy's our one, isn't he? Jimmy's the one that. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, it depends on the, the, the yeah the circles you run in. You know, like I I feel like yeah the I feel like Anderson in the last like couple of years or so has actually graduated a little bit in Australian respect. Like like people are like, okay, he's taken fucking ten thousand wickets. Yeah. We've got to give him something. But there, you still will get pockets of people who are like, no, in Australia, mate. You know what I mean? So <laughs> not as good as yeah, McGrath. Right. Not as good as McGrath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, all I'm saying is he's coming home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I ask you about um, pain, Vish, as in Tim Payne, not just the phenomenon yeah. Yeah. of pain. Um, last week on Colo and Jeff's um, show, The Final Word, they, they read out some correspondence from a Kentucky guy called E.D., and I thought this was really good um, that they did this. It's a good show. It should be listened to. But he, he, this guy, E.D., was asking about the basest for um, perceived England, like hatred of pain and Part of asking the question included a note that during his live show in Manchester, James Anderson was leading a chant uh, saying Tim Payne is a wanker. Um, uh, this would have been at the tail end of the show, which sounded exceptional, sounded like a really good show, um, and it sounded like a good chant as well. And I don't know if it's accurate, um, and it doesn't really matter. The question is still there. Like, can, can you speak for your nation on the question of feelings towards Tim Payne, you know, and whether they're fair or not? I, th- I, was, I was thinking about this the other week because um yeah just just off the back of you know the i think the comments about oh you know joe rootside are definitely going to be here and the way that people took that as some great affront when obviously mm. joe root and co are going to be there mm. um i I, th- I think it comes from the australians of the past who like really did a number on england and i, I don't just mean on england teams i mean obviously the english public and there's a sense that, okay, Matthew Hayden and Ricky Ponting can talk to us like that, but you can't. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. And I think that's fundamentally where it comes from. It, like, not just the, you know, not not just the stats, not just what they accomplished out in the middle, but also the sense of they could kick the shit out of us. I don't think that you can. And I think that's what, I, th- I think Lion comes into that as well, actually. Mm. I think if Lion has, if Lion was a foot taller, and broader, mm. I think people wouldn't have a problem with it. Mm. You know, Andrew Simons, people, people don't have a problem with Andrew Simons <laughs> saying shit, but, you know, Nathan Lyon is test career-wise, is a, certainly a more accomplished career than, than mm. Simons. Um, mm. But I, I think that's where the pain thing comes from. I think the... I, I think it was massively over-egged, actually, that 
you know, this thing about, oh, you know, Australia went to Pain because they wanted to turn over a new leaf. They wanted to be nicer. They wanted to play, you know, a more holistic brand of cricket. I, I mean, I don't think that was true. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it needed to be true, but it's something that people ramp up to get themselves more annoyed whenever he says something or like, I, you know, I, I find sometimes the, the way that he's sledging behind the stumps is framed as, you know, as if he's one of the great comedians of our time. Um, I was going to say Dave Chappelle is probably a terrible example right now. <laughs> <laughs> as if he'd take some trans stuff. Trans stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be a development. But that is the next step, pain. isn't it? Yeah. Say yeah. something yeah. Outran- outlandish like that. But, yeah. um, you know, that annoys me a little bit. But, like, you know, I can just, like, not pay attention to it and I get on with my life. But yeah. I think fundamentally that's where the, the pain thing comes from. It's mm. that we've been bullied by harder blokes than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last one for me, Vish, just in the context of Stokes. And I, I want to test this out with you. Um, Mark Wood is sort of he, – he was he was injured in the World Cup again. I think it was mainly precautionary, but there's no way he plays all five tests. I don't know how often, if ever, he's ever played three tests in a row for England. Stokes' inclusion probably means that Broad and Anderson don't have to play every game. It means that Leach – has more of a defined role because you've got the extra bowler with Stokes. Um, I, I guess it means that Wokes probably won't play. Uh, he might not even bother coming, Wokes, um, which would be wise. Um, I don't know what this means for Dom Sibley. Um, but uh, but is, is that right, that Stokes' inclusion actually balances the rotation of bowlers as well? Yeah, I, I'd say that's, that's right. I'd say it also balances them within games as well. You wouldn't necessarily need to rely on them to fill in those overs between like what, 50 and 70, 50 and 80, 60 and 80. Um, Mm. So, so I do think that that helps in particular. I also think really as some, in in somewhere like Australia, I think if Stokes is, you know, he's all got to come back and improve his, his, you know, wider match fitness to a degree. And obviously he's incredibly fit. So that seems quite likely. Mm. I, I would say put him at three. I really do believe that. Really? I think you've, um, yeah, I, I think he's, there was a stage before this year, obviously, where he was comfortably England's best batter, mm. you know, technically in, in terms of like the way he shift up the gears and shift down. He was, he was the one who was holding England together while Root was finding yeah. himself. And obviously, Root in the form of his life at the moment, I think having Stokes at number three makes a lot more sense. You'd rather, I mean, obviously that means what do you do with Milan? Um, mm. That's not my problem. I, I think you just, <laughs> I, I think that's, I think that's the best way to, to go about it personally. So I wonder actually, now that I've said that, if he'll do much bowling at all beyond, I suppose the, you know, the filling overs along with someone like if, if Leach plays, mm. They want to try and tie down an end, which Leach is good at. Stokes is also very good at that. So mm. creating that kind of pressure when the ball's not doing as much, I think that, is, that could be as well. But primarily, I, I would I would like to see him batting at number three, personally, yeah. yeah interesting. Yeah. That'd be huge. Uh, mm. Finally, Vish, do, do you think you're going to be preferring to cover uh, England or Manchester United uh, this English winter? <laughs> Um, I don't know because that wasn't much fun on Sunday, was it? Um, well, well, for us, yeah. He goes, you're a Liverpool fan, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can we can talk about. You it. Must have felt a bit sorry for us, did you? Really sorry, really. I mean, it's my, yeah. it's my first five nil of the year. Mm. <laughs> 
Yeah, so like I don't know. I think a protracted five nil over a month. I, I would, you know, I would say that's worse, but that felt pretty awful on Sunday. Mm. Yeah. 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 Are we, uh, what are you hearing? So, Is it Conte? What are we hearing? <laughs> That's what I always wanted to see what that sounded like to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now we're on the football. You're, you're, on, you're on the ground. <laughs> yeah, what's the mood in the camp? Mm. I don't know. It's going a bit mad, isn't it? It's mm. a bit like, it feels like a bit when, actually maybe cricket's very different because, you know, when all those stories about Langer and sandwiches in pockets, and, yeah. you know, was coming out, that felt like the end, didn't it? And this 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 is happening at the moment. I think, you know, um, Eric Baye's got a cheese toast in his back pocket, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> now I understand you put I, it to me in cricket terms. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. So um, it, it feels like, yeah, you know, all the um, all the the briefing started on Sunday evening, didn't it? So um, mm. who knows? We might have some news by Wednesday. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Okay. Mm. I feel well, like I'm doing football. Okay. Yeah, cool. All right, Vish. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. And you can catch Vatushina Hanthraja, the Independence, the Independent Sport, and on the Football Ramble, and hopefully. You know, we haven't even asked him yet if he's allowed, but uh, if we see you out here, Vish, we'd love to have you on the show in person. Oh, yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, I've got my exemption. I've got my, my visa. I'm just waiting for waiting for the flights, yeah. Nice one. All right, until then. Thank you very much to Vish. Okay, Pez. Now, in the meantime, there's a T20 World Cup going on. Uh, and uh, and I think for for the most part the most of the big teams have played New Zealand are playing their first game tonight. That's Tuesday night. Uh, it might be like Wednesday morning, one AM Australia time. I think it is. Um, and thank you very much to everyone who watched our live stream on Saturday night between Australia and South Africa. I don't really remember anything that happened in that game uh, or anything that we said on it, but it seemed like pretty good fun, and um, a few people enjoyed it. Of course. Uh, you can get the audio for all of our um, reaction shows we're doing after all the Australia, England, and India games at Patreon. If that's how you consume TGC, patreon.com forward slash great cricket. You sign up for 5 or $10 US a month, and you get the audio exclusively, or you can just watch on YouTube, whatever you want to do. Um, Okay, so just a bit of a catch-up in the last seven days for this um, for this purpose here between the, the groups one and two have now been filled out because the um, the qualifying teams have been sorted. Scotland, Namibia, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka all come in. So Australia's group now is Australia, England, West Indies, South Africa, Bangladesh and Sri Lanka. And then on group two is India, Pakistan, New Zealand, Afghanistan, Scotland, Namibia. You look at the names there, group one is significantly harder than um, group two you would say. However, Australia Australia got their shit together and they won their first game against South Africa in a um you know in a it's it's hard to know what to make of that game just yet because it was a low scoring game, but I've seen Australia lose that game a lot in short form cricket especially Great. and the main tanner himself got us home. Marcus Stornis, the Greek Australian as he was saying after in the press conference after the game it just trying to stay calm which was hard for him. Um, due to his ethnicity, ethnicity. Um, but yeah, uh, bowling performance, awesome. Batting performance, hmm, some questions, but a, a, a very important win against South Africa because I had this down. If Australia did not win this game, could not make. You did have the it down playoffs, which is wrong and dumb, but that's just in my head. <laughs> it was very nearly a catastrophic loss, and then yeah. it turned out to be a low-scoring arm-wrestled win. It would have really hurt to lose that game, right? In the manner of, like, chasing 118. Definitely. I thought there was a lot of good about it, however. Flexible selections, which is important. From a broader context around JL on the side, mm -hmm. they went with 7-4 instead of 6-5, mm -hmm. you know, six, six bats, five bowlers. 
safety of Hazelwood in the side. Great oh, to see. Oh, yeah. Good gear. Uh, Smith playing as a, as an anchor on that wicket. Very important. If the wickets are going to be shit and the run scoring is going to be low, yep. then that's a really important role. Yep. Um, Maxwell in the game, big time, with the ball, with the bat, and a top knot. Um, guys like top knots. This is the shit guys do. Yep. I like it and I welcome it. <laughs> and yep. Stoinis and Wade finish. Uh, I want to talk about that a bit here, guys, because this is where – We've struggled, middle to lower order. Now, 16 overs gone by in the chase, so we're 36 overs into the game. Yeah. Australia were 83 for five, chasing 118. Yeah. Uh, so just to drill down on that, they, at that at the time, Australia was going at 5.1 and over, mm-hmm. lost five wickets. They're going at less than a run a ball. Um, Wade's faced one ball. Stoinis has faced one ball, I think, or three. Um, no, he has, he's faced three balls. So Australia at that point, despite going at five point one and over, mm-hmm. they need thirty six off twenty four. Rabada's back in the attack. Yep. Um, Norkia still has one to bowl. He's got two for eleven off three yeah. at that point. Yeah. Right. It's it's looking pretty fucking uphill oh, given that yeah. like everyone until that point has not been able to score to run a ball. Well, and we were pretty drunk when we were doing this live stream, yeah. but I remember it, uh, thinking at the time like Australia's well behind in the game, yeah. and South Africa probably should probably win from there. And I think I actually saw Bavuma say like it was bad execution at the end, not winning that game because from there in a low-scoring game where both teams struggled to go more than run a ball, South Africa yeah. are well ahead in that game. So no one struck point. it. Up, so, so nobody has struck at 150 all game. Yeah, struck right, um, and that's what they needed to do. Yeah, so. All game, no one's been able to achieve that. Two mm-hmm. blokes who face one ball and three balls, neither have set the world on fire at that place in the order. No. They've got Rabada and Norkia to get through. Yes, Pretorius has to bowl two on a shit deck. Mm. That's they're they're in big trouble. Yeah. Australia there, and um, to finish it yep. with two balls in the bank from there, including Stoinis at one point not even taking a single, so he could finish it off. Mm-hmm. Um, given they. Opted to go with the extra batsman, mm-hmm. batter, I yeah, should say. Cummins was in next. Yeah. Well, as in, so they went, that's right. So mm. they decided to go with seven bats and they needed all seven. Yeah. I think that is a very, very good finish and good result on field and off 100%. from that position. 100%. Uh, Stoinis and Wade, hats off and mm. pants off. It was very nearly pants off, i got to tell you. Mm, and yeah. we, and well, we people com- were watching. We are coming from the Freedom Capital mm. uh, down here in Melbourne True. Uh, today. So uh, that, was, that was actually our first Saturday out of lockdown. And we decided to spend it uh, in a studio uh, mm. <laughs> watching the like cricket. two cool guys. <laughs> uh, one more thing, he goes, if I can. Or do you want to sort of no. add on? So, so, no. Uh, more importantly, I learned a term in the lead up to this game. Yeah, same. Um, via SEN or via our captain, Aaron Finch. And the term is a chop-out over. Chop-out overs. Never heard it in my life. Me neither. A lot of people in New South Wales and north of there, yeah. to my understanding, have never heard of this term. Yeah. Um. The etymology of it is that the meaning is to give someone a hand. So I'm trying to find some more information about this. I, I I went to Twitter. Give someone a hand. That's what chop out means. Apparently. Okay. And uh, he, he Finch said, we've got a lot of confidence in Maxwell Stoinis and Marsh to be able to bowl four overs as well as a chop out. <laughs> I mean, you've got to. Is that circuit stuff? The eyebrow raises. Yeah, well. You know, like what? Yeah. It's a bit of a neck snap, you know, yeah. like not so much a champing, but like, huh? Uh, no. But it's so, so on Urban Dictionary. Thank you, Dan Breddick, for sending this to me. To t- it's to take over some boring as batshit labor intensive task to help <laughs> a mate out and give him a break. And then Rudy Edsel on Twitter. Thank you, Rudy. He wrote, I worked with a Queenslander at a pub in London and asked him for a chop out with something <laughs> once and got a very confused stare in response. 
And there's some interesting. So it's an AFL Aussie rules, maybe Victorian thing. Of they, course, it a is. Funny uh, language. You know the, th- the other thing they do down here in Victoria, and I'm not sure if it's an Aussie rule thing. Let us know if this happens in South Australia or WA. But they they say like a batter uh, went out. Oh, that can. They don't say bin. got out. Oh, he had he can get in the bin. He went out. Doesn't make any sense. He went out hooking. Yeah. Where? Where do you go? You know, Where do you go? Yeah. Uh, and he they went say out? they say um, like how did you go out? Yeah, As in, yeah, how'd yeah. you get out? Yeah. How'd you go out? How'd you go what, out? Fucking where? Oh, shoes and jeans. Circuit. Fucking English yeah. people listening to this going, what yeah. the fuck's this? <laughs> that anyway. scares me more than Ben Stokes. Yeah, that language. This, no, this fucking dialect. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's a strange dialect <laughs> yeah, down here. Yeah, yeah. Went out, go out, yeah. chop out. Chop out. I like, the idea, I like the idea that uh, it's it's performing menial, boring as batshit tasks, yeah, like the right. fucking middle overs of cricket. They are exactly, yeah. that's what you've Boring, like generate innings. <laughs> I just like sitting in the dressing room. Hey, Max, you'll do the chop out, yeah, chop you? out. Who's got the chop out it's today? It's fun to talk like that. Yeah. It really yeah, you is. The, you can't open your whole mouth. You can't open your it. mouth, yeah. Yeah, you got the chop out. Max, you'll do the chop out. Chewing porridge, if you like. Mm, I chop out. Yeah, you could be doing it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the only amount of mouth you need to use. Don't see a lot of porridge in dressing rooms these days. <laughs> these days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not since the incident. Uh, anyway, on, yeah. the, on the negative, he goes, yeah, Warner and Finch, Finch um, just with the batting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I still, I mean, still questions. Still yeah. questions. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but not nearly as many questions as West Indies' woeful batting display when they got absolutely smoked by England. Uh, Adil Rashid sort of got the highlights with uh, – Fair to say, sensational figures of four overs. Uh, sorry, four for two of yep. two point two. Mm. Also noticed that uh, in Afghanistan, Scotland. I, I noticed this, mate. He noticed this, yeah. that all ten wickets were taken by spinners. Uh, Rashid Khan four for nine. Uh, Majiba oh, Rahman five for twenty. And um, what's the other one? Um, the other Offy plays uh, Nabi. Nabi. Yeah, he took one first. So they all all of them took um. All of them took ten wickets. Uh, all spinners. So, spinning being de- a semi-pro player, like as I imagine some of the Scots are, I should check that out. They could all be professionals. And apologies if they are. Mate, they're getting paid huge dollars. <laughs> but uh, I saw a good. I saw there was a piece the other day. I haven't actually clicked on it yet about a, a Scottish player who I think it was Yaz Runner in Worcester today. Yaz, but uh, who who like you know. It's like that classic one of doing the covers at cricket, you know, at the club. You know, like he, he rolls the pitches and helps out at the it's club. Chop out stuff, yeah. And he's fucking going. Poor bastard's <laughs> got to face fucking Rashid Khan. Yeah, 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 yeah. On Bunsen's yeah. in the UAE. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't opened my mouth to say Bunsen. Good to either. get a game. To be fair, good to get a game. Um, so England's chased down. What was it? It was fifty something. Fifty five. I haven't got written down. Something yeah. like that. They. I mean, West Indies just batting display was surreal. Like it. It was like they, they just were, kept going for. They it. were like eight for forty. I was like. We can get 200 in. Keep shooting. <laughs> keep shooting. Yeah, kind keep, of, Kevin I kind Durant. of appreciate it. Yeah. Keep shooting till my arm falls off. It's a bit like that. Um, their next game is against uh, the West Indies. Fuck, who's the next game against? I can't remember. But I know New Zealand's first game is against Pakistan. And Pakistan, well, they also absolutely smoked India by yeah. 10 wickets. This is the story. There just isn't enough. Oh, sorry, there isn't. There aren't enough um, Pakistan-India games um, every year, like that should be a series that should happen five times a year. Mm. Fuck me, the electricity! Mm. I it's just should get on to Jay Shah at the BCCI. Just we, let him know we want a few more of these games. <laughs> it's the first time I've seen one. I should, yeah. be, should be more of this, I reckon. Yeah, this looks pretty good. Any reason why they don't play more mm. or at all? Um, yeah, uh, like because we're starting to get like full grounds full crowds back into like other sporting leagues around the world, NBA, Premier League, that kind of gear. And this is the first time that I've seen cricket in a long time where there's been full 
houses. I guess since the um, was it a England full house? I thought there was still seats. Oh, yeah, no, no, felt like yeah, a full house. Sorry, it fe- yeah, it felt like a full house. Yeah. I don't think they actually allowed to have capacity, but it, fucking the electricity of yeah. it, Jesus. I was gonna say the fire of fire of Pakistan, India, unrivaled shit. Mate, it's Pakistan. Great we said this the other day. Pakistan were just up for it, and like yeah, big time. When they're up for it and they perform, like it's just an incredible team. Like Shahi, uh, Shahi and Shah Freedy. Buying left arm six foot six wheels, cleaning yeah. up three of the top three Indian bats. He was just energy, <sighs> swinging it, pace, yeah. energy. Then Baba Rizam and Rizwan just got it done. Rizwan's like having an amazing year with the bat when, again when he's played. But my highlight of this game, Pez, was um, Vrat Kohli's press conference afterwards uh, when he was asked by a journalist if Rohit Sharma should be dropped mm. from the T Twenty team. Rohit Sharma's going to captain after uh, Vrat Kohli uh, finishes. Like his I said, oh, should Dishan Kishan come in? Yeah. What do you think? For Rohit Sharma. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like that, the, res- that, I like the a- response because I don't think the Indian guys get a whole bunch of controversial questions. He's like, oh. was well, that- he said, that's brave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just check if that guy's alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that some Saudi Arabia stuff? Mm. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, was that a question to try and spark some controversy or was that just a naive question? I don't know. No. I mean, not- you tell me, mate. Yeah. Yeah, you were there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, India lost the game by 10 wickets, uh, and they should be favourites. Well, they're, they're probably still favourites, but, you know, Pakistan uh, got a win. He goes, I like the first uh, time, 12-0 and against India. They were before the tournament. Did you see did you see the ICC post of Rizwan? So, Muhammad Rizwan before the game. Oh, he doing shadow the, batting? Side by side. Yeah. shadow batting, but then matched that with the actual shots he was playing. Mm-hmm. Like, that really... That really jarred me as a grade cricketer because there's plenty of guys... I, th- I, I seem to recall that like, Matthew Hayden used to do shit like this. I'm not sure he played shots, but he walked out to bat and he'd like uh, he barefoot and he'd just crouch at the crease or whatever and just look down the crease. Mm. But he, uh, he was the one that, to me, seemed to spark that idea of like visualizing your shots. Well, he's and there, I've seen he's, he's a lot the- of cricketers like try and do that and never mm. ever do they end up playing those shots. <laughs> no, I've then also seen a lot of cricketers, and I've never understood this when they get bowled or out, then practice or rehearse a shot. Yeah, yeah. Why? I mean, it's not like everything you do in cricket it like has to have a demonstrable practical purpose, but it is particularly stupid to be dismissed and immediately commence practice. <laughs> <laughs> but cricket mostly is practice because yeah. you hardly ever get to play. So yeah. But uh, what about? I don't. Know if and then obviously the Hados effect oh, for, yeah. for Pakistan. Right, you know, we said on the other show that we do. You know, yeah, Pakistan, and we ridiculed it, but through. Hiring, I was going to say purchasing, hiring um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vern Philander and Matthew Hayden. They've yeah. invested in chest mm-hmm. and it looks like it's paying off. Yeah. The Philander one was more interesting because Philander's just got a good record against Australia and Australia's got good records in World Cups. So Philander, mm. therefore, is the best choice. I've never associated Pakistan with chest. Never. Like in Zamam or Huck, I mean, it's a chest of sorts. It's a, yeah. Shah Bakhtar's got a mm. bit about him. Yeah, but you wouldn't say it's, it's a chest. You'd just say it's wheels, you know. Like it's, a, it's anger and wheels. Like, uh, Wakar and Wazim, yeah. big guy. Wak- Wazim Akram, I've mm. seen him in the airport. Mm. Massive unit, but it's not a chest. Who? Wazim Akram. Wazim Akram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a left armour for Pakistan. <laughs> oh, yeah, he yeah, swung yeah. it a bit. Oh, yeah, 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 he did swing yeah. it a bit, yeah. Uh, How'd they do that? Don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just good wrist position. Yeah. Oh, okay. More bowlers should try that. You think um, Imran Khan was chest? He have to be. Oh, yeah, it's kind of like, like Imran Khan. You can't is, tell me Imran Khan's not chest. I mean, he actually is a prime minister, but uh, yes, he like, actually is. Yeah, literally, uh, it's not a figure of speech. Like, I mean, he you is. You don't go a- up against a Taliban without a chest. I've been saying that for quite a while now. Does he go up against the Taliban? Well, he's not going up against them so much. Yeah. Let us know in the comments. 
up. God, uh, please don't. <laughs> fucking hell, more jobs. Going to moderate I was, shit. I just saw Nimran Khan since we're here. Like, yeah, I like this idea. He, uh, I mean, Nimran Khan has done everything in cricket. Talk, like about, he, talk about chop out. Exactly. That's what I mean. I mean, he's like, that, talk about Rudyard Kipling, like walk with kings, not lose the common touch. Nice, like nice. he's a Pakistani prime minister who yeah, used yeah. to fucking leave well, games, it, mid- leave, leave grade cricket, grade cricket for birds. Yes. <laughs> but like, not to be confused with Shaul Bhattar turning up to a game with, with the uh, dirty with bird. With the dirty bird, yeah, KFC. KFC. Should be clear. That's be very about clear that. about that. Very clear. And women on both arms. <laughs> yeah, apparently, yeah. Apparently, apparently. that was Niall O'Brien told us that, that story. Was I'm saying Imran Khan, um, he would no doubt have a chest, mm-hmm. but he isn't a chest. Do you know what I mean? It's like Imran, yeah. like you wouldn't say because he's got too much, too many other things going for him. You wouldn't mm-hmm. say, "Oh, gee, Imran Khan, he's just he's chest. chest." He's yeah. There's something. It's almost like he's a, also salad. He's chest. Imran Khan to me is salad. He's also charm, like which is not a thing, but like he, he's the whole package. What the fuck is this show? <laughs> It's more important than this other fucking yeah, Stone's no Wade shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah Who's got a bat seven? Yeah, oh, they've got the matchup right there. And fuck off. Someone else can do that and do it well. <laughs> Khan, it. Imran yeah. Khan, yeah. you know, is he chest yeah. or has a chest? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Who's Wazim Akram? <laughs> <laughs> Which one was that? Anyway, well done, Pakistan. Yeah, well done. Well done. I mean, probably your last win of the tournament. Oh, they're going to win the whole thing. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Okay. Another one in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was sitting on the fence there. Uh, other things that have happened so far in the World Cup. Uh, Sri Lanka-Bangladesh plays last night. Got a little bit spicy there. Uh, Sri Lanka won that game uh, against Bangladesh, which bodes well for Australia. Obviously got beaten 4-1 against Bangladesh. Not with that best team. And, yeah, sort of spinning decks. But uh, Kamara and um, and Das for Bangladesh, they, they got fined. Uh, Kamara got Das out, and then he just, like, got right in his grill and just, like, just stood in front of him and just had a little chat. He got fined 25% of his match fee. Yeah. Uh, which, given the uh, state of um, Sri Lankan cricket contracts, is uh, not something you really want to do. Uh, and then, yeah, New Zealand play the first game tonight. It's 1 a.m. against Pakistan. Um, so there's that. Are you enjoying the World Cup so far, Pez? It's nice yeah. to have like, con- like cricket with context. Yeah, again. it actually – and it's the first time, which says more about my own connection to like T20 World Cups, but I feel like I'm watching a World Cup. It's got World Cup like tournament play yeah. vibe to it. Yeah. There's a bit of a feel to it, trying yeah. to work out – you know, like li- even little things like Australia ends up landing Bangladesh and Sri Lanka. Yep. And it's like, okay, so that's that's a inverted commas group of death. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so is that bad? Because both of those teams could beat Australia, but by the same token, it actually kind of makes means that there's less emphasis on each game because damage can be done in other games. And all of mm-hmm. a sudden, mm-hmm. I'm a nerd kid and I'm in year nine again. That's right. And, uh, yeah, that's right. You know. So Australia play... Um, against Sri Lanka is their next game, and that's on Friday morning. I think it is at one a.m. And then they play against England on Sunday morning. I think that's at one a.m. Australia time, time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so those are the two games before we will speak again on this podcast. But of course, we're doing our daily shows. You can find them on YouTube and Patreon. You know how to find that. Do you notice with this World Cup? He goes like, no one wants to make a fearless prediction about what's going to happen because. That's the nature of like T20 cricket and tournament play on different grounds. You know, the West Indies can dust us 4-1. Sri Lanka can dust us 4-1. Yeah. And then the West Indies get rolled for 55. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, they're shit. Yeah. We, we're 37 overs in thinking, fuck, JL's in big trouble here. Yeah, yeah. Stoinis has got to bail him out. Yeah. Doing something no one else has done all game. Bails him out. All of a sudden, Australia's a gritty, resilient team, you know. Yeah, Sri, yeah. Sri Lanka knock over Bangladesh. Fucking Sharky got... Shaky Balhassan's kicking stumps over again. <laughs> They're a basket case. Like, it's just the last thing that happened is the thing that will happen forever. Yeah. So by the time we chat next week, it could yeah. there could be effigies for Australia. Like, yeah. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. So anyway, I think Australia probably making it last four now. Five nil. 
Um, okay, Pez, let's talk uh, Let's talk about uh, other things in the Ashes from an Australian perspective anyway. Uh, Will Bukowski, we spoke about this last week, about another concussion for Will, uh, but it turns out it doesn't seem to be that bad because he's going to play these games uh, against New South Wales in the, Sheff- in the Sheffield Shield. How it's worked out, I think we've said in the past, that I think Victoria and New South Wales play against each other about 15 times yeah. in a row. He's not going to Sydney. He's going to play in the MCG. He's going to play the MCG here. But he is going to play. Yep. And also Tim Payne is also aiming for a return for Tasmania as well before that first test. Mate, mate the first test is six weeks away. Six weeks away yesterday. That's a long time. Was. Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> a lot of cricket between now and then. A lot of chat as well. You're a lot of chat. Much chat out there? Yeah. Heaps of it. Any of it good? Not really. Wouldn't have thought so. But it's scary to think about it. Uh, anything else to add there about the Ashes? Oh, no. All, uh, thank you to everyone who submitted further views for the Visceral Minute as well. Yep. There was a lot. There was yep. a lot of uh, contributions this week. I like feeling the tension got, in the air. We, we're going to include four today. We're going to start with two and then just two at the back end. So we've got two yep. English blokes to kick off, um, I think, from various parts of the, the nation there, from the country. Well, so let's find out. Let's find out. Uh, we'll go first here. So I can't remember this coach's name, but here we go. <laughs> you bunch of fucking wet cunts. <laughs> on the plane. You lot are fucking quaking already. Didn't make it last time because he beat the shit out of someone. Wasn't going to make it this time because of a sore finger, but definitely finger. <laughs> you lot are done. <laughs> fucking 4-1. Up the England, boys. And while we're at it, you lot fucking going on about banter Kings England. You literally picked Matthew Wade because he says, nice, Gary. Thought that was funny. <laughs> you lot can shut the fuck up. <laughs> and this is James. Good, Good energy. Uh, so, yeah, this is James. I hope it makes you happy. I hope it heals the pain of the past 18 months on your miserable island. Five nil. We don't even need a coach. We could be it with just 10 blokes. <laughs> on it goes. The endless confidence in your assured victory. But let me tell you a secret. You'll never win. Even if it's five nil, you'll still lose. Let me pull back the curtain here, lads, and drop some truths. Cricket's all you have, and it fucking shows. You know it too, that flat decks and big chests is the only remote thing of interest on that vile little desert where you live. You might think you're daddy, but you're not daddy. You're the cum on the tissue that daddy chucked onto the bottom of the earth and forgot about. You could spend the rest of my life beating us 5-0, and you still wouldn't win, because apart from cricket, we're better than you in every way. We have culture. We have history. What do you got? Decent cappuccino? Nick Cave fucking walked out for a pack of cigarettes because he's the only one of you lot with taste. You might be better than us at cricket, but you still need daddy's hand to build some nuclear stuff, don't you? You know you can build nuclear stuff without a holding hand from daddy? North Korea. It's pathetic how little you've achieved in 100 years. So enjoy it. Enjoy calling us stupid little posh boys and getting the thick bogans to chuck balls at our heads for a month. Because when it's over, we'll go back to our table at the UN and you'll go back to being nothing. And you know it too. I mean... Uh, Is that Jonathan Agnew? Yeah, a lot of... <laughs> wanna, firstly, I want to kill that cunt. But also... um, <laughs> I, I, I thought that was really... You know, it's good because it's true. That's a true perspective. Um, I, I thought just that the, the final punchline of like, and we'll go back to it. And I was like, well, I thought, what's he going to say? He's our table at the UN. Okay. Ah, yeah. oh, no, you got us there. <laughs> yeah. Table at the UN. Fuck, All right. Everything else is good. I'd kill, kill, kill for a seat. No, yeah. That's, <laughs> kill for that's seat why I'm saying seat that. Seat at the table. Yeah. Fuck. You know what? That is what they've, they've got. A ta- they've got a seat at the table. Are you looking forward to COP26? Yeah, mate. We should start a festival called Chop26. <laughs> what's what's the festival about? Uh, just meats and that. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. It's actually yes. one of those outdoor orgies where people are just dogging everywhere. <laughs> They're just dogging everywhere, mate. Uh, just on... um. On um, dogging, it's a funny word. Yeah, not to be confused with daggering. Or front but they could dogging. be doing that. That'd be on a side stage, daggering. Yeah, daggering. Joffer Archer in English kit at English Chop Twenty Six. Chop Twenty Six. <laughs> um, it's Australia's Area Fifty, uh, whatever. Uh, I'm fifty, I'm, whatever. I'm looking forward to Cop Twenty Six. I can. I hope they can get some shit done. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to the onslaught of media that will be accurately reporting about Australia's. Um, Poor showing. Oh, well, mate, we saw that in 2050. <laughs> I think the PM put a slide deck out today, didn't say anything. Anyway. Yeah, nice. Yeah, good stuff. Nice, Gary. We actually got an Ask TGC, which we read out another day recently. I don't know if you saw this. No. But it was from somebody who went to university with Scott Morrison. I did see that, actually. Yeah. yeah, I did see that. Anyway. Yeah. Ah, not for the work stuff, me. <laughs> um, let's get into some domestic cricket pairs. Um, super quickly, the Marsh Cup. Um, Western Australia, South Australia. Sean Marsh hits 80 off 63 to beat South Australia in Perth. Uh, he's just still just going to score runs at domestic level for fun. So it's I heard the South, Afri- South Australian guys got in trouble at a, for going to the crybaby bar afterwards and dancing too much or too closely to each other, which was contravening hang on, uh, hang our on, fucking hang on, hang on. COVID guidelines. What the fuck is the crybaby bar? It's a bar in Perth, right? Uh, I thought it was in Adelaide. Oh, this game is in Adelaide? I don't know. You just said South Australia, and I was like, well, here's something that happened. The South Australian guys got in trouble by the police for dancing too close in some kind of footloose scenario. Well, mate, Lloyd Pope's second leading wicket taker in the Sheffield Shield, so you've got to factor that in. But Alex Carey wasn't there. No, he wouldn't be. No. He he's wouldn't a very be. sensible boy, he's Alex Carey. He's very Curry, sensible. He's also a new new father. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, he's going to be a good dad. He's going to be a fucking great dad. Isn't he? What a safe pair of mitts that is, fatherly speaking. But also, he's got good gloves, too. Let's talk about the WBBL. Um, a bit of a tournament catch-up that's, that's the Marsh Cup done. Exactly. Um, five teams are on five points in the WBBL. The Brisbane Heater in front on net run rate. Um, the the first thing I want to say is Georgia Wareham, a Wolfie, uh, ruptured her ACL uh, against um, the strikers, that was. Uh, but she may still be a chance to play the World Cup. But um, have you seen the footage of that? She's feeling like I don't do injuries. Nah, I can't watch. Yeah, it. I saw well, it very quickly and turned away. Yeah, I can't I'm, do it. Nah, I'm like I'm fucked in the head. So I I sorted out. I watched it. it it's no, you can't see anything. It's, it's not graphic or anything. But she's like running towards the ball, and then nah. I think there's a bit of a change of direction. And just knee just yeah, explodes. Nah. So no, nah, no good. When, when, when you go down like that, and there hasn't been like nah, trauma or impact. Exactly. Exactly. See you later. Yeah, yeah. I hate watching that stuff. Yeah. Which isn't to be confused with hate watching. Hate watching it. Yeah. <laughs> hate watching it. Yeah. Um, Darcy Brown, sixth player to get a hat trick in the WBBL, uh, and Sophie Devine uh, with a third WBBL ton playing for the Scorchers. Mate, there's you're looking at the teams this year because of like because of how many Indian players are playing now. Is it six or eight? Yeah, I thought it's six. six. Six Indian players are playing now. Um, like six first team Indian players playing the BBO. We've obviously got Sophie Devine, Kiwi great, and all the Australian players. The tournament's super strong, mm. and it's like I think you said this last week nicely in that it's a it's becoming a great. Um, it's more than a signify. I was going to say a signify that the summer's starting. Like the summer starts with the WBBO and the women's internationals as well. I think it's a really nice way to start the summer proper, especially like in a big series where like you know Ben Stokes is coming in the Ashes and all that. It's good. 
Who do you like? Uh, uh, like uh, Scorchers with Sophie Devine and Beth Mooney in the same side. Yeah. Uh, I think Sophie Devine's a number one ranked T20 player in the world. I think that's right, yeah. And Beth Mooney would be the best bat in the world at the moment. Mm. Uh, you'd imagine it'd be hard to go past. And the Sixers have all the names, but they're looking creaky. Yeah, this, this happened the last couple of years yeah. with like with Healy, Elise Perry, and now Shafali Verma all playing for the Sixers. It's unsafe. I just I just want to see this is old school shit, but I want to see Perry and Healy scoring runs. I feel safe. I'm from mm. Sydney, mm. Uh, but do we need new names? Yeah, like Darcy Brown getting a hat trick. That's like she's, yeah, she's a new definitely. name. Talia McGrath playing for the uh, Strikers. On, on Talia McGrath, we're gonna uh, try and get. We tried to get her on the show this week, but they. Uh, li- I literally asked um, for Talia McGrath, who was open to doing it, yep. but it was on the. A day off that yep. they have, so yep. um, it'll be good to speak to Talia McGrath. But yeah, other, other than that, I think Scorchies, Scorchies looking good with the Scorchies ball. Yeah, Scorchies ball. Uh, Pez, just before we uh, head to, well, we're going to interview Steve Smith, aren't we? Uh, but uh, the two new IPL franchises have been announced. Uh, Metabat and Lucknow are the two teams that are going to be uh, in the IPL next season. Uh, the RPSG Group and CVC Capital Partners, mm. my favourite capital they partnership, partners. they bid over $1.6 billion US dollars uh, to bag the two new teams. Uh, and Lucknow got $940 million US mm. and uh, Medabad got $750 million, so already an offering there. But um, Yeah. Uh, Medabad's got a new stadium though, don't they? They've got yeah, 132,000 seats. Fucking hell. <laughs> Sold out though. Can't get a seat anywhere. Uh, I noted that the so this was a this was called he goes a a walk in bidding event. And there was about ten coats who uh, yeah came in and what they did was <laughs> ten coats, <laughs> probably yeah. And John Coates was there as well. Coates, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Nick Coatesworth. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Nick Coatesworth. Uh, <sighs> they were, the bids were enclosed in a sealed envelope. And then they were open after a lengthy technical evaluation process. But basically, the mm. idea is you just, you just know, you, you're one of the coats who was in a partnership yep. or whatever investor, lob up. and you just go, oh, I'll pay this. Yeah, just put you just put it in yep. an envelope, seal yep. it in an envelope. Yep. Um, like you know, like keys in the bowl. Like, like you, you mm. have to um decide this is what I want to bid, and mm-hmm. hopefully I get it. Yep. And you just, I just love the I idea that it. like we're talking about one point six billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you just like just chuck it. He's like, oh, is, it, is this good? Yeah, <laughs> is this a good yeah. bid? Yeah, the Glazers from United. Oh, mm. they they, oh, they only bid seven hundred and fifty US million. Not enough. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so the Glazers who own Manchester, you know, they also yeah. bid for a team. Yeah, and they didn't get it. Yeah, so um, that's how we actually do sponsorships as well. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. How much? So send us to an envelope, yeah. and then we'll yeah. open it. And it's just actually a fucking nightmare. We've got to try and find a fax machine somewhere. Exactly. Trying to sign transfers through fax as well. What does that one point six billion? He was like, oh, okay. okay. What does that mean? Yeah. I, my brain switches off at that amount of money. Mate, it feels that, wrong. Mate, that amount of money. I look at that and be like, oh, Australia should be good for the next couple of years. I reckon. Right. We'll, we'll sort that out. <laughs> Strike a new, a new, uh, a new franchise comes to the BBL. I'll be telling my kid to grow up to dream to play for Ahmedabad <laughs> or Lucknow. Mate, 132,000 people stadium, person stadium. Mm. What the fuck is that? That's too many people. Nah, I think it's good. I uh, want to bathroom's see a nightmare. Yeah. It's just one bathroom there. <laughs> Other side no, of the There'll be more noise. and Maybe yeah. normal noise but people, yeah. Modi Stadium. It's Modi Stadium, yeah. Modi Stadium. Um, okay, Pez, Steve Smith is, uh, is, is but moments away, before, but before we need to thank 
our very dear friends, Budgie Smuggler, yes. and Christmas is around the corner, Pez. And if you want your custom designs, you've got to get it in before November 11. Exactly. November 11 for, is for a remember date day. For, uh, for your, your custom, custom designs, designs to arrive in time for, for Christmas. Christmas. Exactly. Uh, got a theme it, for me this you week? Can get it for, you, know, as a, you can get it as a gift for your clubs. For you know, for holidays, for Hanukkah, mm-hmm. etc. Theme this week. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking, we're always trying to come up with a theme just to you know really uh, spark the the creative juices for those who are trying to get their custom designs. And no mm. doubt they just hear what we say and then mm. just go and do what we say. That's but right. That's we've been right. talking today about uh, uh, unlikely comebacks yep. in terms of Ben Stokes, that's right. etc. That's right. And you're sort of tempted to go, oh, let's talk about great comebacks in Australian sport. That's yep. boring. Yep. So I kept looking around the net, around, and I was just I was mm. I was writing great comebacks, and mm. actually it starts to come up with kind of more mummy blogging. Okay. Um, yeah. And and I saw one that said comebacks when someone calls you short. Here we go. So twenty, and you got to understand looking at these this website, it's just a lot of pictures of of like you know women with their hands up and stuff, and um, yeah, a lot of like across the, the at the top. I can click on relationship, etiquette and advice, celebration, workplace. Okay. So they're the, they're, that's the sort of site we're talking about, dating advices. Yeah. Um, can you forward me that? Yeah, of course. Um, and, and I've got here eight comebacks when someone calls you short. Oh, now at, we're talking. At school. Oh, nice. All right. So um, this first, this is the first comeback. Yeah. Someone's called you short. Short people can wear heels or fix their problems with handy tools, but ugly is kind of a dead end. What do you plan to do about it? And it says, this is a good response to use when you feel like insulting your bully in return. <laughs> Cosmetic surgery. Simple. Um, the next comeback, he goes, someone's calling me short. Yeah. Uh, you're short. You're short. God only lets things grow until they're perfect. Some of us just take <laughs> longer than others. <laughs> I'm imagining all of these. I'm uh-huh. batting and then second slips having a go and then I turn around and I say, God, uh, it takes a while to go things up. <laughs> Where'd your eyes go, mate? Okay, say, say you're short again. You're short. I'm a little closer to hell and I won't hesitate to bring it out, so back off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a great comeback. He's writing the edge. Yeah. It's a fucking, I imagine fucking like people, me there. <laughs> I imagine people like watching this confrontation. It's like, oh, okay. oh, shit, hell's coming out. Okay, just say you're short. One more. Say you're, you're short. short. Sorry, could you speak up? I can't hear you from all the way down here. Next time you should bring a ladder so that I can hear your unnecessary insults. <laughs> Put that to me in grade terms. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, there's a reason that giraffes aren't king of the jungle. Anyway, so you can get your custom. You can put some comebacks on your designs. Yeah, put your comebacks, right? Yeah. At uh, budgiesmuggler.com. Free custom design using the code CHAMP. That's at budgiesmuggler.com. Dot com. Get it in before November 11. Great people at Budgie Smuggler. Great business, doing extremely well. Uh, give him your love. Now, of course, uh, with this interview, as they all are with this series, brought to you by T20 Stars. Uh, you would have noticed on our socials last week and uh, uh, on YouTube as well, we put up uh, our, butt, our, our bat review for the T20 Haven't Stars. Haven't done the butt review yet. Haven't done the butt review yet, which yeah. is coming up. It's about salmon butt, actually. <laughs> A review of Salmon <laughs> Butt. <laughs> what were your favourite match fixing moments? Spot fixing, spot fixing, spot fixing. Um, yeah, put the review up. Nerv- nervous, nervous because the review included footage of me batting yep. against Peter Hatsaglue. Yeah, and it was that w- we actually, for authenticity's sake, included every ball of that session. Yeah, that's right. It just right, turned out right. he only bowled four balls. Yeah, he, to bowled, me. he bowled four balls. Yeah, yeah. It so took three hours some, though. Playing some proactive shots in that, and that, that was fine. Then I had to yeah. go. I had to go home. I, I read in the comments of that you were compared to Alistair Cook, Langer. Pajara, 
Rahane, uh, and Salmon Bunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think I think you I think you escaped with it. Okay. Yeah. It was. It's. But still, people were upset that you could play cricket. Yeah, and then that in turn upset me. Yeah. And and, and it should you too. Well, I mean, leave me out of this. People are calling for footage of you. I do have footage of myself mm. on my I've computer. Seen it. Yeah. Nothing to do with cricket, it's just footage. Yeah. I think people would like that footage too. Rehearsing for a play. Yeah. As a mime. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that could be the next bat review for T20 stars. What, I'm a mime? Yeah. Why not? It's Bane on. Including Higgins' mime uh, footage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people like, oh, you, you, like, people thought that because we've played grade cricket, Mm. that we'd be really, really shit. Yeah. And we're shit. Yeah. People People are confusing village and grade cricket. Yeah. That is, that is upsetting, actually. Yeah. And, and insulting. Yeah. Which says more about our fragile egos. Oh, mostly. It's a whole Mostly. It's a whole thing. Mostly. Anyway, T20 stars, what can we say? I mean, what one new thing we can say is that Watto's on commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, through the ICC. And it's really good. And it's good. Shocking. Shocking yeah. is really good. Anyway, the whole point of T20 stars, you can go to their website, t20stars.com. Uh, you can check out the bat review we've done. It's on our socials, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. I don't think it's on Twitter. Um but uh, you just go to the website and check it out. The gear is good. We review the bat. There's gloves, there's balls, there's bats. You can find it. It's all affordable cricket gear. That's the most important thing about T20 Stars. That's the whole premise of the idea of T20 Stars. Mm. Cutting out the middleman, making cricket bats especially affordable. Uh, and it's good gear. It's good gear. T20Stars.com. Here he is. Here is the great man, friend of the main tanner, Steve Smith. Hey again, bit of sun. <laughs> we got, look, we've got the main man himself, Marcus Joyner. Margaret Stoiners, the main tanner. Look at him. <laughs> the main tanner. Look at him. <laughs> Margaret Stoiners. Look at him. Bit of sun. Margaret Stoiners. Margaret Stoiners. <laughs> bit of sun, bit of sun. <laughs> the main tanner. The main tanner. The main tanner. Look at him. Tanner. <laughs> it is an outstanding hundred for an outstanding figure. And a statement of the highest quality from Steve Smith. His fine batsman rises again. Look at him. <laughs> Again, bit of sun. We've got, we've got the main man himself, Margaret Stoinis. Margaret Stoinis, the main tanner. Look at him. <laughs> Margaret Stoinis, the main tanner. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah. I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine. A new kind of Chromebook. 
Okay, well, we're looking down the barrel at 7,500 test runs at 61, 27 tonnes. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, so it's always a pleasure to catch up with the world's best stick, um, who, it needs to be said, averages more in international test cricket than he does in Sydney grade cricket, uh, which is all <laughs> otherwise known as Sydney test cricket. Yeah. Um, this is his second rodeo on the Grade Cricketer podcast, so I think we can call Steve Smith a friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, he's only got a couple of minutes. He's already done the press, probably keen to get out of here. Um, so let's get on to it. Um, Smudge, g'day, and uh, are you comfortable with being called a friend of the show? You can call me a friend of the show for sure. How are you guys? All right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, all right, all right. All right. Um, okay, Stokes. <laughs> now, you've just come from doing the press. Uh, look, I, I understand you're going to be prepared for any question about Ben Stokes by saying, and quite rightly, that you're very happy that he's feeling well, that he's a world-class player, that you want to compete against the best. Um, so everything is great. But I also know that you guys will probably have WhatsApp groups, etc. And I know you should never publish what the boys say on WhatsApps, but can you just give us a peek into the, you know, the Australian reaction on WhatsApp at Stokes' inclusion? Because I know it wouldn't have been like, oh, great guy. You know, but, I mean, you know, I know he's a great guy, but you know, what, what's the WhatsApp reaction yeah. to Stokes coming back? Well, um, I don't think anyone's said anything about it. <laughs> so, Even better. Uh, That's alpha. Yeah. We've, <laughs> no, we've just seen, obviously, that he's, he's coming out. And um, I think you said all the things before. It's good to, <laughs> good to have him out on the plane. Um, he's, he's had to deal with some mental health stuff, which has been, you know, never nice for anyone. So um, credit to him for stepping away from the game and giving himself some time to get it right. And um, looking forward to coming up against uh, a quality player this summer. Well, you would because you averaged 110 the last time you yeah. played against him. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you can smack him around again. It'd be nice. <laughs> Smudge, let's, let's get to the uh, the tournament at hand before then. There's a World Cup going on. Mm. I'll just tell you what your schedule is next yeah, couple of weeks. Um, but but, uh, but Big Stoin got the boys home, got us home as well in many ways uh, with that innings right at the end there. I mean – can you confirm that he did spend eight hours the next day on a tanning bed? <laughs> well, he's the main tanner. Um, so <laughs> there's a good chance that he was out there. Um, I don't know. We, we travelled the next day. Um, yeah, so maybe actually boys probably missed a day of sun, but um, yeah. we made up for it. Yeah. We got out there yesterday and, and got some raising. <laughs> good. Smudge, uh, a lot of Aussies don't watch the IPL, just talking about Stoinis here, because the, the times are completely cooked and so not many will have noticed that, you know, Punter sort of, he overlooked you a fair few times for Delhi, uh, preferring to play Norkia Rabada, Hetmeyer Stoinis, and, like, you know, look, I think you're probably the best stick in the world. H- how, do you, how do you manage being on the periphery of a team like that when you're the best stick? And how important <laughs> is it to you to be one of the best T20 sticks in world cricket? Yeah, uh, no, it's it's never easy when you're sitting on the pine. Uh, you always want to be out playing, but um, you know, I thought our balance of our team was was pretty good um, for for the roles that guys were given. So, um, you know, it was no real stress from me. Um, you know, I was I was pretty chilled out, just getting my raise in and, and doing what I needed to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was uh, yeah, no, for me, I want to try and be the best I can in in all formats and. Um, you know, I know my role here with the Australian team, how to play and um, how to, to have partnerships with people around me and, and what I need to do. So everyone's very clear in their roles, which is nice. And um, it's just about going out and doing the business. 
I was going to ask you about that, Steve, because um, because with uh, with Delhi this year, we saw you mostly batting three, but then you opened um against KKR, I think it was, wasn't it? You you opened the batting there, but then you're batting four for Australia, and the more that uh, the more that Pez and I sort of absorb T Twenty cricket, all those roles from basically one to six are so different, much much more different compared to especially Test cricket, but even ODI cricket. I mean, do you how much do you learn in the IPL? batting three and then playing one game opening as opposed to having a very different role batting four for Australia? Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's just about summing up the situation really. And um, my roles are, are different, um, you know, based on positions and, and how many wickets down we are, et cetera. And, you know, I think any, any batter in the world wants to be batting in the top three, you know, it's obviously the, the best place to bat in T20 cricket or even one day cricket. So, Everyone wants to be up there, but unfortunately, everyone can't be. So, um, finding ways to to get in the team and, and play specific roles, and my role is obviously pretty um, pretty clear at the moment. I think if we lose two wickets in the power play, I come in and, and just try and fix the game for a bit before and give ourselves our our strong boys a chance to have a crack at the end. So, um, you know, if if we see the the top order firing, I could be batting at number seven, for instance, um, and we just send in all the big boys. So. Uh, I'm pretty chilled. It's um, you know, just going out and batting and, and playing playing my job and my role and getting the blokes that can smack boundaries at will on strike when I need to be and limiting dot balls and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about a bit of like flexibility there in the Aussie side, and uh, I think that's an interesting theme. So JL said recently he'd uh, handed over more responsibility to the senior players and our coaches, and, and he says it's been great and actually liberating. And, you know, there's been no doubt that he's been under pressure for the best part of a year following just middling results from the side, and that, that's what's going to happen. Like, w- following all that feedback to him, like, w- what changes have you noticed in JL in the UAE? It's been very chilled. Um, it's kind of taken a bit of a, a backwards backseat and just let the guys go out and do their thing, um, trusting our preparation. Um, you know, the, the other coaches have been able to, to come in and, and do what they wanted to do and um, fulfil their commitments. And, um, no, it's been a, a really chilled environment the last few weeks and uh, it's been enjoyable. I think the guys have, have been great. We've all got together um, really well. Um, like I said earlier, everyone's really clear in, the, in their roles and um, there's plenty of clarity there. So it's just about going out and, and performing well and doing our jobs. And hopefully if we do that, we've, we've got a really strong team um, or strong squad of 15. Um, you know, even someone like Ashton Agar missing out the other day was was a tough call. Um, his last couple of years of T20 cricket have been exceptional. So uh, we're, we're, you know, we're comfortable. We've got a strong squad and um, takes a real strong squad mentality to, to win a World Cup and um, started well against South Africa, but just, just the start for us. Mm. We noticed that the wickets are pretty grim in the UAE. We noticed that like in the back half of the IPL, the second phase of the IPL. And then I'm not sure if that wicket against South Africa was tacky or looked looked a bit third gradey. the wicket, uh, just to compare, you know, UAE to a third grade. Um, <laughs> but... I mean, the next three games you guys have got are in all in Dubai. Do you guys – does Australia want the wickets to be flat? Because I feel like Australia is going to win the games by out-bowling the opposition. I know like other countries like the West Indies, for instance, have this extreme power hitting from one to about eight or nine. But Australia has like such a great bowling attack, especially pace bowling. You know, is, do, do you guys want the wickets to be flat or maybe have a little bit more, you know, South Africa third-grade wicket in it? <laughs> 
Sutherland Oval, I reckon. Um, <laughs> no, um, nah, look, uh, it doesn't really bother us. You know, we, we'll play on whatever surface. Um, it's just about summing it up on the day and playing according to, um, you know, summing up really quickly mm. and then playing according to what the surface dictates. And um, generally I think the team that does that the quickest and the best is the one that's going to come out on top. So, um yeah, we're, we're likely to see some some scrappy games, I'd call them, with some some sort of lower scores where you need to, you know, grind it out at certain times and, um, you know, it can be tough to, to hit sixes and, and fours. So you need to find sort of other ways to do it and, um, yeah, just sum it up on the spot. So, um, you know, I don't think the other day 120 or whatever it was was – indicative of the surface mm. um was probably more of like a one sort of 150 wicket i reckon but um some some good bowling good fielding and some 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 poor batting at stages um probably gave gave those scores but um mm. yeah i think there's certainly going to be some scrappy games there's no doubt mm. really another really important one from me here smudge so so you're like a shadow batting savant uh you sometimes dress up in your whites to do it uh, Zorba's a hemp guy from Byron Bay now with a provocatively rude mullet. <laughs> Maxi is wearing a unnecessary yeah. top knot in that there's like such little hair going through the knot like a troll doll. <laughs> but there's no practical need for that for that to go through the, the knot other than the interplay between psychology and aesthetics. Yeah. He just wants it to look good. Um, like my point is that there's lots of behavioural quirks in the Aussie side that wouldn't have been tolerated like in the in past iterations of this Aussie team. And I want to know, like, has there ever been a more welcoming time to be a rare, loose unit in Australian mm. cricket? <laughs> like, does openness to rarity help or hinder the team's cricket? And what's your position on blokes being rare? Yeah, well, like you, you said at the start, I do my fair share of, of rare things. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think there there is an openness to it, yeah. And I think some of the guys are actually just trying to be um, as strange as they can be. Um, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 very well accepted here. Yeah, that's that's important. Now, uh, obviously, the Ashes are around the corner, and it, and if you are in fact selected for the yeah, Ashes, if Steve, selected, uh, yeah, if yeah. selected, uh, haven't seen the squads yet, mm-hmm. uh, and and Marnus <laughs> as well. I mean, how much is Marnus texting you in the bubble? Are you missing each other? Is it every day, every couple of days checking in? What is it? Uh, yeah, he sends me a message every now and again. I, I think I um he uh, tried to FaceTime me. Uh, yesterday, I let that one go through to the keeper. Really? So yeah, I haven't yeah. haven't, uh, <laughs> haven't heard back yet. But um, <laughs> no, he's he's on the phone all the time, just uh, seeing what's going on with Queensland and um, the way they're playing and talking about us here. So um, now it'll be good to to get it back get back around him throughout the summer. Just one more from me, Smithy, before we let you go. I mean, what did you make of that India-Pakistan game? I mean, it seems like anyone can win this tournament at the moment. It's so open, but like, I don't think anyone saw Pakistan winning by 10 wickets against India. I mean, bloody hell, especially like Shaheen Shah Freddy, six foot six, bending it around corners, bowling quick. That looks that looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, no, they played. They're, they're a dangerous side, Pakistan, yeah. and, um, you know, there's, there's so many dangerous sides. I think anyone can win on any given day if, if someone, you know, comes and has a day out. So, mm. um, you know, it was a pretty good start by Pakistan. Uh, I thought Babarazm and Rizwan batted exceptionally well. Um, and then, obviously, Pakistan's bowling unit were, were, were great as well, particularly, like you said, Afridi up top swinging the ball. So, mm. uh, tough side, uh, dangerous side, and um, there's plenty of those in this tournament, that's for sure. Mm. 
Steve Smith, thanks so much for your time. Uh, you've got other things to do today, like FaceTime Manus and um, <laughs> get some be- become the secondary tanner. Uh, so I go let you catch those rays. All, all, fact, all the best salads looking good too. All the best, yeah. uh, all the best for the remainder of the tournament, mate. Thank you for joining us for a second time. Cool guys, have a good one. Thank you very much to Smudger. We hope. <laughs> Manscape Pez, Manscape. Now, if I could uh, read you an email that we got during the week, Pez, uh, to uh, to thank Manscape. Uh, Ricky wrote in. He wrote an email said, Daddy's pubes. I think this was, this was following up the, uh, the Father's Day uh, review that we were talking about. Not review, but, you know, we were um, previewing uh, Father's Day with Manscaped. Uh, Ricky said, Dear Sirs, I listened to a recent podcast where you advertised Manscaped as a gift for your dad on Australian Father's Day, discussing your dad's pubes in the process. With Manscaped being the, most, uh, with being, being the best product for the blow, the belt grooming, and your hairy dad shaving his pubes, should Manscaped create an above-the-belt grooming solution for your dad's stomach, chest, and back hair? After all, it would be weirder if the next time you see your hairy dad naked that he would be bald below the waist and like a woolly mammoth above the waist. Yours in pubes, Ricky. Uh, well... I think the practical answer to that, he goes, is that you can use Manscaped for those purposes if you so wish. Use it wherever you want. Yeah. Use it on your head if you want. Yeah. I I would advise, again, just for hygiene purposes, using the same lawnmower 4.0 yeah. on your penis as your head. I'd draw the line there. <laughs> but if you so wish, you can. That's the versatility of Manscaped. Yeah. The way you just said penis was very funny to me. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm seven years old. I draw the line there, <laughs> but you can you, uh, see the you thing can draw is, lines I, if you I, want. I think clippering your chest hair is not. You, you're going to get quite itchy. Oh, it depends how thick you're getting. I mean, yeah. How do you go for chest hair? Not so good. Not so good. I'm I'm big. I got a lot. Yep. Yeah. I'm Cameron Smith. I'm uh I'm not I'm not very hairy. I'm not a very hairy person. Yeah. Um, legs sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hair all over there. Oh, for days. All over that bad boy. <laughs> Great coverage. Yeah. That's that's what you want. You've got a good salad and you don't have much hair elsewhere. And I'm the reverse. I'm getting a haircut in two days. That's First nice. one in months. It's nice. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Good. Just a little tidy up. Yeah, of course. Mm. People will like that in the comments as well. Do I have to wear a mask when I get a haircut? What do you reckon? Oh. What's the what's the what's the etiquette? I played golf the other day for the first time in months. Went down to the uh, range. Uh, not to the range, to the course. And then I was like, I thought you still had to wear a mask, but no one on the course is wearing a mask. Oh, and golfers, like wouldn't, fucking, golfers wouldn't do that. Yeah, but like you, you just like no one is around. Mm. Especially the way I was hitting him. <laughs> what the fuck does that what mean? mean? What you on the yeah. fairway? Is that or good or bad? I don't other holes or what? Yeah. yeah, I'd imagine if no one's around you, you're hitting them quite well. No, I hit him really badly. Really? Like it wasn't funny. It was actually very frustrating. But did I enjoy it when I got back to the car? I was like, that was a good day out. Was it? Yeah, yeah. It was actually a nice morning as well. Uh, mate, it was just nice to actually just fucking get in my car. And yes. like, just go outside of yeah the parameters We've of Chapel. We've been Street. living in very strange times. Really odd. Uh, I've watched you practice your three foot putts. Yeah, in the house. Yeah, I know we're talking. We're into some sort of jock areas now, possibly. Yeah, but it's true. Yeah, and um, I've been impressed with the accuracy of those putts. Thanks. I mean, it's the same putt every time. It so is you'd, you'd little be, left or right. You'd be concerned if it wasn't. Yeah, but it, it did leave me thinking. I wonder how he's going to go with three footers, given he's been doing ample practice. Yeah. 
Yeah. So how did you go with your well, three I messaged you. I messaged you afterwards and I said, like, you know that I've already missed all of them. Yeah. I, th- I three-parted the first four holes, I think. Right. I was pretty calm about that, though. Yes. He was really composed about it. Yes. Uh. Yeah. It's manscaped.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing again? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you can shave your ch- stomach, chest, back, do what you want. You go to manscaped.com, you get your lawnmower throw, you put 4.0 or whatever the fuck it is, and, uh, well, it's true. And you can, and, and you, you sort out your pubes. Well, the, idea, else you the idea on that was that, you know, summer's here, that, you know, the world's opening up, uh, you're going to be meeting people, and uh, even if you're not, even if you've got a significant other, if you're, li- if you're a significant other and you want to give this to your partner, it's a great present. Yep. It genuinely is a great present. Yep. 20% off. Use the code TJC for 20% off. Mm. That's a cracking deal. Manscaped.com. And you get the crop mop and the ball mops and all that sort of shit. Hashtag AskTJC. Uh, of course, hashtag AskTJC Fridays is every Friday at patreon.com forward slash greatcricketer. Amongst all the other stuff. Tom writes in, dear Higo and Pez, after 15 years playing cricket for my local team, I am relocating to live where my dad grew up. Mm. I myself am a very average first and second team batsman who averages 30, 21.24, over the last 10 years and now have a real problem as to where to play my cricket after relocating. Do I join my dad's childhood club, the town's premier team, playing to a high standard where he was a first team stalwart for 20 years, averaging 40? 54.36. Wow. Or do I find a smaller village club nearby and attempt to be the big fish small pond I've always dreamed of? How long could my dad's name grant me a first team slot until they find me out to be the fraud that I am? Will my dad still avoid coming to the games even if I do play for the team that backs onto his house? Love the podcast, Tom. That's a great conundrum. A, uh, it is. What about his dad averaging 54 for 20 years playing first team? Yeah. Who's your dad, Tom? So he's relocating to live where his dad grew up. Grew like up. Just the way that, the way he phrases that makes me think that that's not where his dad lives anymore. Uh, like otherwise, he would say, "I'm relocating to live where my dad lives," because he then goes, but he goes on to yeah. say that his house yeah, backs onto, onto is it back onto his childhood house? See what it makes sense to me now. If I was if I was a man of age and I'd averaged fifty four at a home ground, I'm buying fucking property next to that, and, and I'm that's back what he's onto done. That and that's what he's done. So he's that's done. that's what I think has happened. Maybe when he says he's backed onto his house, it, maybe his dad owns the house as an investment property <laughs> from all the runs he scored at local village level. He was getting a dollar a run. A lot uh, of money he back says, then. "I'm very average first and second team batsman." Okay, who who averages yeah. thirty. 21.24. Uh, we all know 21.24 is 35 in test cricket. Like if you it's, in it's, in equivalent terms. It's good. Yeah. You finish with 21.24, you're going to be in and amongst the top run scorers for a year because everyone's shit yep. at cricket and they have no concentration and they get out. Yep. Okay. Once you get 20, job done. Yeah. I've had a good weekend. His dad averaged, his dad for 20 years averaged 40, 54.36. Yeah. The question I want to know the answer to is what does his dad want him to do? Does his dad want him to go there and be worse than him and therefore does that actually buttress the mm. Um, mm. the legacy of his dad mm. or does he bring it down his dad's name, you know, by being shit? Because oh. he's not going to average 50. You can't be – people are always writing saying, like, oh, I've done all this, I average 20. Can I go somewhere and like achieve my dreams? Yeah. No, that's your level. So let's say – You can't transcend that. Because is the clubhouse named after Tom's dad? I'd say like, so. Like let's, the, let's presume Like yes. the clubhouse. Let's say Tom's dad's name mm. is um, uh, Nathaniel. Yeah. Nathaniel Maguire. Nathaniel Maguire. Yeah. Maguire Clubhouse. 
the Nathaniel Maguire clubhouse. Nathaniel J. Maguire. <laughs> the third. Esquire. <laughs> He's the a landowner. The Nathaniel J. Maguire, mm. the third Esquire clubhouse. And if Tom goes there, are they going to think, oh, this is Nathaniel J. Maguire, the yeah. third Esquire's son. Yes. This, this is his boy. And if he's still living there, where has he been? There's a story there. But like, can can Tom play so poorly that the legacy of the clubhouse, the ground, the the ownership of the house next to the ground, be so uh, can be essentially burnt to the ground, metaphorically speaking? Yeah. Um, by, he's built by an his empire there. He's, his dad's his dad's built a shrine to it's, himself. The the clubhouse is yeah, named after him. That's right. Nathaniel J. Maguire the third Esquire. He's got some property off the back that he doesn't even live in. No. It's like, oh, yeah, no. uh, and Nate lives there. Yeah. Uh, Nate owns that one. Yeah. A couple of the kids lodge there, like mm-hmm. the, the, the young ones they've brought through from the country. Yeah, and they, they, they bring it overseas in every year. Overseas, and they've yeah. got it, they've already got accommodation yeah. sorted They're for staying him. at Nate's? Staying yeah. at Nate's Which place. one? He's got yeah. three. He's got yeah. three off the back yeah. there, you know. One of them's yeah. got, is it the tennis court? <laughs> and then Tom. Tom is a sort of a <laughs> rap scallion. He's, he's been living somewhere else. They've yeah. heard about him. I, th- I yeah. heard he had a boy. Yeah. I heard he had a, boy. Had a boy. And then the fucking. I pro- heard he had a boy. The prodigal son. Yeah. Returns. The prodigal son returns. Returns. That turns is out, turns out he's fucking terrible. Yeah. He's not, but, tw- but he's not terribly. Average is twenty one. Yeah, but he's not de- like because if the prodigal son returns, it's like mm. ah fucking Simba's here. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. Is it Pride like Rock. M- M- Mufasa's son? Yeah. The, the uh, mm. you know, the the next generation mm-hmm. who can bring joy and glory to the club. Yeah. Turns out he's fucking very weak off his pads. Very weak. Hits across the line. Yep. Nicks off. You can set him up. Couple yeah. away, one in. Has a couple of beers afterwards. Mm-hmm. Good good chat. A good chat. Good chat. And he's got his dad's mm-hmm. wit. Mm, he does. That, that's what they say. Yeah. But yeah. It, he's, he's been running away his whole life. He has been. He's had a that's why he's in... And he wants to go and play at the club down the road. Yeah, that's right. And he thought he went He went to the big city, didn't he, Tom? He went to the big city mm. to try and find love. And he thought he found that yes. person to bring back home to Pride Rock. Pride Rock. Um, but um, yeah, but uh, it just sort mate, of fell apart. I think he's got to go play at the at another club in the area yeah. who then has a rivalry with his dad's club. That's what I'm talking dad's about. Dad's awkward. He finally turns up to play a game at his dad's home ground, yep. which is Maguire Reserve. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And he has a, he, he has a win. And then he ends mm. up um, he he ends up burning his dad's house down. Yeah. <laughs> the club. Yeah, after maybe not drinks. burning it down, but he's had a few beers. No, he after does. The game. He does because he's, he's a pyro. Yeah. Well, this Tom's is, a pyro. They all have a few beers after the game mm. together. Yeah, like yeah, all, yeah. All, but, And there's a yeah. presentation, sort of cheersing, and there's like bits yeah. of drinks going to other people's drinks. This is in a exactly. post-COVID environment. But and, when Tom actually cheeses, it just is a bit hard yeah, and a, a bit of the bit glass hard, snaps. Bit, yeah, d- just sort of chips off a little like crack, which is actually a metaphor for their relationship, exactly. that fractured relationship that they have. Yeah. Two hours later, you'll find Tom like throwing things at his dad's house that he yeah. owns. Yeah. Why don't you let me live here, Dad? Mm, that's right. Because Tom has to stay in his own house now. His dad didn't let him stay there. That's so right. That's where the overseas is lodged. Yeah. Yep. That's right. <laughs> and that overseas name? <laughs> R.M. Williams. <laughs> Graham Couch. Dear Higosto Rio and Pescatarian Lifestyle. Nice. I lived in India for a time and formed a cricket club with luck-minded colonial tragics. (laughs) (laughs) Nonce alert. (laughs) Come on. Graham. pending. (laughs) I'm sorry, Graham. Uh, it's getting away. It's getting away. Come on. A big advantage in our formative years was access to the SS equipment factory in Meerut. Meerut. Apologies. Meerut. Um, Meerut. 
a satellite city outside of New Delhi. During a visit with our inaugural club, Prez, a Texan cricket aficionado. Nice. And after picking up kit bag, lid, various paddage, keeping accoutrement <laughs> and boxes of rocks, we moved on to bats. It was a fantasy land for nuffies, especially <laughs> when told uh, when told some of the sticks were earmarked for stars of the day. A Pollard bat came out, rejected, rig-based rejection. <laughs> Soon after, an Upal Taranga stick appeared, light on pickup, so you could slam it down fast. He had too many at the time to take any more, I was told. It even had his name written in Sharpie on the foot, as if there was any doubt an Indian equipment salesman would try to offload a piece of moderately expensive junk on an unsuspecting middle-aged wannabe. <laughs> So, the next Saturday, the Viceroys, middle-aged hacks with a drinking problem, take the field against a local side, young and adept at clearing the front leg and depositing our offerings to Cow Corner with ease to debut, to debut the new kit. After rolling the local side for 310 in 20 overs, we responded appropriately. <laughs> Old brand new everything was out first rock, much to the pleasure and ridicule of opposition and teammates alike. <laughs> After several weeks of Groundhog Day, I finally deposited the Taranga bat around a tree, swearing to burn the fucking thing. More burning. Yeah. An English mate, of course, side-mouthed to me, a uh, side-mouthed me to ask if he could have it. So it went. He never batted again before he left the country, taking bat with him to far-flung reaches. But he's still part of our club WhatsApp, where pictures of him playing with new clubs in countries are legion, in new countries are legion. But I never hear if he got a few. My question is, is this bloke offering me from afar, digitally? <laughs> it's a digital offering. <laughs> By... <laughs> Think of fingers there. By alluding to cricketing success where I failed with alleged test level kit. Given the level of shit I endured from my fellow viceroys over my epic and continued failures, I don't need sledging from Cairo, Doha, and Beijing CC thirds. Cheers, <laughs> Crouchy. Fucking great question, Crouchy. It's rich. I like it's it. very rich. Nice, nice. I like the idea straight away that like Upal Taranga's bat comes out and there's already a story behind it. It's like, oh, Upal's Oop, already got, he's already oh, yeah. got too many. That's too, it's too heavy for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like there's all this, like, this intimate knowledge about Upal Taranga's stick habits. Yeah. Stick habits. That was always the way when we were playing. There was, like, if you have a state player at your club or whatever, yeah. it's like, oh, I just don't need it. You know what I mean? Oh, he's one I don't need. Yeah. It was just, and I always wondered, it'd be one of the, one of the greatest things to be able to utter as a state player. You might be a terrible state player, but you could just offload kit to people without, any, without any eye contact. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, the, the power the, the, of that. The satisfaction of that. Yeah. Little fucking the, seagulls swooping into your kit that you don't need. That's the value of your state contract. That's your exactly, value. Exactly. That's right your value. There. Right You can't there. put a dollar figure on that. You no. can. It was about 35K for yeah. a rookie contract. But yeah. that's like flicking a fucking hot chip to a seagull. There you go. Yeah. No fucking that. It's yeah. not good for you. Oh, oh, fucking third grade. Oh, gulls are here. Exactly. <laughs> Don't yeah. call me by my nickname. You what don't about know like me? every pro player we speak to? When we ask them about kit, they're always like they sort of roll their eyes, like you know, oh, a couple of clubbies knocking about, just yeah. searching for free oh, they kit. Love it. It's like the you most satisfying. Fucking, mate, they need, they shouldn't. They should be very careful before they cast off grade cricket mm -hmm. in their identity. Mm -hmm. I know that they do it for a reason, but they mm -hmm. need grade cricket to have an identity. Yeah, you need someone beneath you to fucking shit on. Exactly. To stomp on. Exactly. Emotionally. Yes. Ah, yeah, big clubbies yeah. after me kit. Fucking seagull vultures. <laughs> mark off. Um. I remember, uh, I was just telling you before, there was a time at Gordon where there were four state players yes. at the club. And I remember like this being a, a very big phenomenon where like, oh, there's a bit of kit knocking about all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like someone, if someone had, so Bo Casson was like, mm. he played at Gordon like just before he got his game for Australia. Mm. And uh, he was obviously doing really well and like, up and coming and stuff. And like the idea that like you could use Bo Casson's bat, mm. you know, and it was like, it was just a, it's a, a, 
it's obviously a top of the line stick, really good bat. But like, there's certain like certain intangible qualities to the stick. All of a sudden, that it was it was like test players were given like the secret bats that, you, that weren't yeah. accessible at, at the yeah. back. You know, what's in those bats? You, you're like you half open a book and like a, yeah. a corridor would swift round and like you would then be uh, going to like the professional realm where they would actually give you the really good stuff, like yes. the, the test grade protection of your thigh pads in yes. case in case you need that when you're facing 115k an hour stuff in fourth grade. And I need the test quality stuff. And like holding a holding a, a professional player's stick or the gloves, a bit of extra padding. No, it's all exactly the same stuff. But there was intangible qualities, you know, mysterious, uh, magical qualities mm. given to their kit because it was professional. Yes. Do you have experience of using any of that state kit, state issued kit, <laughs> state issued kit? <laughs> uh, no. I ended up with uh, John Moss's bat. One of John Moss's bats. Oh, that would have felt good. Yeah, it. it but hey, it was what a it was, player he was. He was he a was fucking a excellent player. Great player, and a great player. We played a game against Gordon once. I think I might have said this before. Mm. Uh, and I, I think I opened the batting, and he batted three. And Matthew Nicholson was bowling, and mm. like, mm. mate, I couldn't fucking see. Him. <laughs> like, and yeah. uh, and he was just pulling him. Like, and and I was. Yeah. You stand at the other end, and you're like. Oh my god! Different game. It, how fucking good is this guy? Yeah, yeah. And you know he was a he was a good shield player. He was a good shield. Uh, he scored a thousand runs in a yeah. for Victoria one year. I noticed he was in Darren Berry's like t- Victorian team oh, of all time or whatever. That, yeah. Anyway, he was a sensation. He, he was, but anyway, and he bowled as well. I, he was a great bowler yeah. as well, and uh, and he's a lovely guy, fantastic guy, and his dad's a professional soccer coach, and he was a very very good soccer player in the fucking warm ups. John I Moss played was unbelievable. As well. Me? No, well, I oh. played against John Moss in Oh, did you? Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You would probably knocked him over, would you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So turned him and just... Yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. roll him. He's <laughs> yeah. got to roll him. I just run in the back of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did I just do the thing we were talking about at the very beginning of this show <laughs> yeah. where, like, we just said that he's such a great... He's an even better bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I just did the mm. exact same thing we are talking about. But uh, I got one of his bats. I don't know how I ended up with it. And it was just the wrong bat for me in all forms. I mean, he's mm. a thick boy, John Moss. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Thick enough. It was a heavy bat. It had a low middle. I'm fucking weak. Um, <laughs> I'm, you are strong. <laughs> I am weak. I am shit. <laughs> I have a very light bat because <laughs> I have no muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just used it and sometimes it hit the middle and it was good. Yeah. And most of the time it felt bad and unwieldy and yeah. I was shit. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was Mossy's bat. Yeah. What? Yeah, what? fucking dumb, yeah. so dumb. How many did you get? None. No, I no, didn't did, use never it. did anything. I don't. Yeah. It was hard to <laughs> bat with. Yeah, yeah. How'd you go against facing Nicholson? Because I obviously never. He got me out in like fucking Just four balls. The height of it, like he Nicholson was. He played one test. But he was an exceptional shield bowler. I did. I had a problem. Like I was a fraud. Firstly, I, I just worked my way up to there. Well, you'd be the only cricketer who's ever been a fraud. I had this thing. I realised, okay, we're going to be indulging about cricket for a second. Mm. We played this one game against Parramatta after the Christmas holidays mm-hmm. and I had spent the time with my like then girlfriend, now wife, doing the Great Ocean Road and I listened to all of this cricket commentary. It was Kerry O'Keefe and Jim Maxwell. I think Australia was playing India. So it was 2008. It was the mm-hmm. monkey gate thing. Oh, yeah. And um, I just, I realised how much I loved commentary, like listening to the commentary of the cricket. And I turned up at this game and I remember mm. thinking – I'm more looking forward to watching this game than playing in it. I mean, that was an anxious, anxiety issue that I had. <laughs> it's a separate thing. So yeah. I realised then, I was like, I think I like the stories of cricket more than playing. Yeah. Maybe better at that than playing. Yeah. But um, 
And I had this thing with all that in mind. Whenever I played against a player that um, was good, was good, I would be as they would run into bowl. Yeah. I would be thinking, "This is what they look like on TV." <laughs> like, but I couldn't shake it from my head. Yeah. Like, I remember thinking that. Anyway, I don't want to list all. I've done enough fucking name dropping, but like, I I was like, "This exchange is false." Like, yeah, right. And you and I am watching this. I'm participating in this like I'm a viewer on TV because yeah. that's what I am. I'm yeah. a viewer. Yeah. I love playing and, and yeah. tried my best and everything. But uh See, I, at know, that I, level, never, I never felt that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Nicholson was bowling there like I was like, Oh, I know that man I know those mannerisms. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, he's about to fucking ping a missile at you, you could barely see it. Yeah. Anyway, you yeah. nicked me off. Gotta get forward to it. Yeah, that's all you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get, mate, some, those guys bowl, in all seriousness, like it's it gives you a new appreciation you can't, of, of you anybody get getting forward, forward to, to yeah, anything. Exactly. But they do, like, but like yeah. even even international players or first-class players who have a natural front foot press, mm. you, you face that and you go, how do you move your body mm. toward that thing? Mm. Like... Because you're gonna move your head towards it. That's the thing. That's yeah. the scariest bit. Oh yeah. Bit. yeah. You've got to go and meet it. Mm. You, you you you're like, oh, I want to meet you. I want and, to shake your hand. And the length, like you, because when you get in like lower form cricket, mm. when you get forward or something, you really bend your front knee yeah. towards it. Like you're really getting your head as close to the ball as possible. Whereas like the length that like those guys bowl, even when you're going forward, it's still like fucking splicing you. Yeah. You know. And you got to keep going. Yeah. You gotta, like when you watch a player hit the ball down the ground off a any quick bowler who's on TV, whether you think they're quick or not, yeah. like if the side-on shot is what always shows, they are really leaning their body into it. You can barely hit the ball down the ground unless you've moved your body towards it. Just speaking about Ashes or just to finish the show with Ashes things, it's like, you know, especially in Adelaide where like the, the test players, like the, sorry, the dressing room is side-on. Imagine like that series where Johnson was just buying oh. whatever the fuck that was. Just like looking at that coming in next being like, these guys are test players and they're missing the ball by, you know, 15, 20 centimetres. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's – what kind of pace is that? Yeah. Nicholson was pretty quick. Yeah, he though. was. He was. Yeah. All right. Thanks to Steve Smith. Thank you very much to Vish for joining us all over there in the UK. Pez, thanks. I enjoyed hey. it. I enjoyed the chat. Yeah, no, thank you. See you guys on Patreon. The World Cup is on. It's all happening here in TGC. We'll see you guys right here next week. Cheers. I tell you what, England coming out here, making their demands, wanting their concessions, wanting to stay in a resort, threatening not to come out here like some passive-aggressive English power play, wanting to waltz across this land like it's a fucking Sunday stroll through that shithole of a Hyde Park. You put a few trees in the middle of a boring grey city and you want to fucking call it nature? Oh, it's not for me. Haven't you already got every concession out of this land you could have wanted? Some terra nullius bullshit, that is. History's original asshole, Captain Cook. I'm not talking about Alistair either. He was just a puffed-up pianist from Oxford. You fucked him off too. 5-0, I'm talking. We'll fucking send you home to sing your shit songs, eat your shit food, drink your warm beer, sit in the drizzling rain listening to Queen Lizzie's Christmas Address. You tell me your sad Philip died. He's been a walking corpse for 10 years, some weekend at Bernie's shit. I tell you what. Football's never coming home. The ashes aren't coming home. And maybe home never really existed. Maybe home was just written by the winners of history. Maybe there's more than one truth, more than one history. But the only history to us that will matter will be 5-0.
put it in the record books. Fuck off. I used to think of myself as a pretty enlightened, open-minded guy with respect to international sport, but I realised that was all a lie I told myself. When I was watching Brett Lee bowling at Piers Morgan in the nets after Piers Morgan lost a bet, I'm sitting there watching a 65-year-old man cower in mortal fear as one of the fastest bowlers in the world runs in and tries to kill him, sitting there going, get him, Binger, get him, kill a cunt. And so now I've realised I've just got a problem and it's England and I'm just going to lean into it. There's no way it's going away. Might as well do more of it. So last year when I was watching the English women lose their T20 World Cup semi-final to India because of the rain, I was sitting there going, yes, deserved it. Owen Morgan losing the IPL a couple of weeks ago. KKR getting absolutely smashed in the final. Great. I do not want you to succeed. And so I look forward to the Ashes. 5-0, baby. Get them.